Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, co-host of this podcast, along with Gary Reasons. Gary's probably fresh off eating Maryland crab cakes, but more on that shortly. Gary, how's your week going? Craig, it's been a wonderful football week. It's been a fast couple of days. We'll talk more about that here soon, but uh, loving, loving college football. <laughs> well, as you know, Seth Byling and Graham Bell are producers of our podcast, and where can you find FCS Delivered? Well, there's many podcast platforms. There's Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and others. And of course, you may be watching us on YouTube. If you're not, just uh, search for FCS Delivered. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to review week one. We're going to talk about the week one national awards. That includes our on-campus visit uh, with Gary. And we're going to preview week two. Gary, what did you think of week one? Well, it wasn't a great weekend for the FCS groups, uh, those especially playing the the, uh, the FBS opponents. Uh, we kind of got got uh, on the lo- wrong side of the ledger all of the all of the games, so uh, that's not a great week one, you know, so to speak. But it is an opportunity for all of those teams that did perform against an FBS program to just kind of assess where they're at to get better and then move forward. So I don't think the coaches or any of the, any of the players on those teams really need to worry about not winning against that FBS opponent, but uh, just take it and learn from it and move forward. And, and there were some close results. I mean, the CAA especially did well, uh, keeping close. Maine lost uh, 14-12 at FIU. I think the most exciting game might have been Rhode Island at Georgia State. It was uh, 42-35 Georgia State, but that just was fun back and forth. So. Yeah, I think the results may have gone to form a little bit, but you would have liked to have gotten an FCS upset of the FBS. But there were some really impressive uh, results, you know, especially these road teams uh, in FCS versus F- FCS matchups. Eastern Illinois had a shutout at Indiana State. Morgan State won at nationally ranked Richmond, 17-10. That was a, a terrific one. There were nine new head coaches who earned their first week. So... I do think there were a lot of positives, but yes, there certainly we would have liked to seen an FBS upset. Now, our, F, our FedEx round uh, game of the week, national game of the week, it was North Dakota State 35 over Eastern Washington 10, 35 to 10. It kind of went the way we thought, Gary. Yeah, it's a team that's just going to take over. So North Dakota State, they're a very powerful football team, Craig, as, as we've talked about previously, and, and it really showed in that ball game. Yeah, you know, the one thing that stood out in that game to me is Cole Payton, the number two quarterback. We've been hearing about him for for a year or two now because he was so touted in their recruiting class. Cam Miller's won a national title and and been to the final twice as their their main quarterback. They were incorporating Payton, Cole Payton, into the, the game last week, and he did well. He rushed for over 100 yards and scored a touchdown. Tell me about that. I mean... Having a two-quarterback system, if it becomes that, the way North Dakota State may incorporate Cole Payton. Well, well it looks like Coach Ants just has decided to roll with the two-quarterback system with that. And, and really what that does to the, your opponent is it gives the defensive team something really to have to prepare for. You've got two different skill sets, two different types of players potentially, and they, all bring, they both bring uh, tremendous assets and skills to, to the field. So having to prepare for two quarterbacks is really difficult. 
And I think that there's there's optimism on North Dakota State side because they have those two quarterbacks. They can roll with either one of them in different situations. And that's a good situation to have, to be able to do that. And obviously, in the case of injury to one of them, you know, you could move forward with one quarterback. But a two-quarterback system, and really especially the way that uh, they like to be, and that is a physical dominant team, I think, it, I think it, they can work with that very well. You mentioned the depth, and yeah, that's not a topic that we, we kind of talk about, you know, in the media over time. I mean, we always focus on the, the starting players, the star players, but you do need a, some depth over the, the course of the season. And this may be a, a blessing going on if they do use two quarterbacks at North Dakota State. Now, there was another game that was almost like the game of the week in, in, in the sense, and, and a week earlier, Jackson State was in our game of the week against South Carolina State. This time they ran into Florida A&M, FAMU won 28-10. Did you get a, an impression of FAMU there? Uh, explosive, fast, 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 and a, a good football team. Very well very well uh, designed plan for that game, and, I, and the players just executed. So my hat's off to uh, Florida A&M because they, they really took over in that ballgame early on, and uh, Jackson State, they were just kind of uh, – they weren't catching on as quickly as, as – the Rattlers were because it, it got it got it got out of hand and it got out of hand early. Yeah, Willie Simmons has a terrific team with the Rattlers. I, I think you're right. It, it seemed like it was 21 nothing right out of the shoot the first 10 minutes of the game. Perhaps uh, I, I think Jackson State was shell shocked, especially looking so impressive in their in their week zero win. So hats off to the Rattlers here. Uh, some of the other top teams, obviously the number one team, South Dakota State, they kind of rolled in their, their opener 45-7 to against Western Oregon. Uh, Montana State, number three, they rolled over uh, Utah Tech, 63-20. to Those two teams are going to be playing this week, one versus three. So that that's they probably want to, to, to ease into the season because it's going to get big from here on. I, there were some great storylines. I mean, I, I think one that uh, went under the radar, VMI uh, beat Davidson the last-minute touchdown. I think it was 17-12. to 12. That was the fourth different program that Danny Rock, Rocco has has a coaching win, fourth different FCS program. There's Liberty. Uh, it was at Richmond and Udell, Delaware, and now he's at VMI. I just love these longtime coaches that get it done everywhere, Gary. Yeah, a lot of coaches that, that are just continuing to, to coach. They love to coach. They love to be impactful to, to their uh, their team, to their communities. And Danny having a chance to do that now for the fourth time is a, is really a, a unique thing. It's not it doesn't happen all the time, but getting a good chance and have an opportunity to go out there and just be a mentor to the young players and see where you where you go. You know, you just roll the dice out there and and hopefully uh, your system takes off. Well, all, all the week zero or week one and, and zero action, it led right into our first uh, uh, FCS top 25 poll, first in-season poll um, on Labor Day. And, you know, everybody's waiting for that first poll to see the kind of shifting. Tell us about the shifting after week one. Well, it, you know, one of the things, you know, really wasn't much at the top of the, the list, but uh, UIW really didn't get to have a very good game last week against UTEP. They... They kind of slipped a little bit there. They were they did on my ballot, you know. They they dipped down and 
and you've got them, I think, Craig, you totally is number 10. So they, they dropped there. They had a few few teams move into the poll, which was which was unique. Uh, they had some good games and move into the poll. So and others just kind of resettling. So I think these early games, especially against the FBS opponents, uh, me as a voter, I don't really look at those as far as moving them really way down if you were to lose one, especially because, you know, we're, we're really looking at how you're going to how you're going to be able to play over the course of the season against your your FCS opponents and, and those in your conference. So uh, not a lot of change at, at the top 25 poll, but uh, there were there were some. Gary, you're right. I mean, this is my 14th year a season involved with the uh, FCS top 25 poll and I think there was less movement than I've ever seen in a poll. And I think it reflects to what you said, FBS games. People didn't want to, you know, lower a team too much from an FBS loss. If you get an FBS win, of course, you're going to move up. But there were none in week one. So there was little movement. You're right. The first six teams didn't move. UIW, as you mentioned, went from seven to ten. You mentioned teams that came into the poll. There was Florida A&M at 23. Southern Illinois moved in at 24. They had a nice win over uh, Austin P. Uh, number 25 is Youngstown State, another Missouri Valley team. They beat uh, Valparaiso pretty handily. So there wasn't a lot of movement. I think that's the way to do it. This week there are some more FBS games, but it'll you know we'll see where it goes from here, especially with one number one uh, South Dakota State playing number three uh, Montana State. But we'll see. We're going to go to our first break, and we will be back with more FCS Delivered presented by FedEx Ground. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play and the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen! But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx, and with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons, Gary, a few weeks ago, we were dressed like the Blues Brothers. Today, we're a little more shades of gray. I hope we have a little bit of sunny personality moving forward here. In this segment, Gary, it's going to be like a weekly staple, something we've been talking about, FCS on Campus Awards. Uh, Gary visiting a, a different campus every week to present a FedEx Ground FCS National Player or Team of the Week. Gary, you went to Morgan State this week, but... Let's start out with the uh, players of the week. We had offensive player. We had Holy Cross's running back, Jordan Fuller. He rushed for five touchdowns and a win over Merrimack. I tell you, the last one to have that many touchdowns, or at least more than Jordan, how about this name? Gordy Lockbaum. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Congratulations. Our defensive player of the week, uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, Elijah Wad Tolbert, uh, linebacker, he just had a dominant game, 11 tackles, forced a fumble, had an interception in, in the shutout over Indiana State, a game we talked about already. Our special teams player of the week, New Hampshire, uh, Dylan uh, Lauby, uh, returner and running back, he just 229 all-purpose yards, the most in the nation. Uh, he had over 100 on returns, just uh, tremendous, also a touchdown. 
And then our freshman of the week, Montana State, as they prepped for their game against uh, South, Dakota, uh, South Dakota State. Scott Tree Humphrey, a true freshman, 114 yards, three touchdowns against Utah Tech. I tell you, there's some tremendous individual performances, but there was a team that really caught our eye, Gary. Yeah, it really was. You know, there was a team that went out there and it, and it kind of gave me a chance to figure out where Gary's going to go this first week of the season. And I, I, I leave Dallas-Fort Worth Airport on Monday, on Labor Day, to go out to Morgan State University in Baltimore. Boy, it was a wonderful trip, you know. Both my friends at Southwest Airlines got me there in, in pretty good stead and, and, you know, had a great opportunity to go on campus and, and talk to the university personnel, some of the players, and make a national award presentation. So here we're landing at Morgan State University, and it's it's really a fun university. It's an opportunity to go to North Central Baltimore, where Morgan State is at. They've got a great campus and a great tradition there of football. And, you know, Hughes Stadium, which you're looking at right now, is a tremendous little stadium to play in. And the Bears, they really show up big. They, they welcomed us on campus, and it was a great thing. They've got some great football tradition for this university, and it really was apparent for us there that this, this program is something that teams are going to have to deal with. Head coach Damon Wilson welcomed us there to see his team, and they took on a, a, an opportunity to, you know, just practice a little bit here, getting ready for the next week. They've got a big ball game against Akron that's coming up, and so we had a chance to visit with them and, and kind of just see what the Bears are all about. And what I saw on a football team, Craig, was something that was a team that is very disciplined, a team that is very structured, a team that is ready to compete. I think the Bears in the MEAC are really going to be a team that is a team that the teams are going to have to deal with on an ongoing basis. So we brought the national awards on campus there, and Coach Wilson had an opportunity to visit with me, and we talked about his team a little bit. And we also had our, our FedEx ground representative step in there as well, Ms. Jasmine Savage. And I had a chance to talk to this team, Craig, a little bit about some of the things that I have learned over the years as, as far as being a football player and also a broadcaster. And these, these players took it all to heart. We had a lot of fun and we, you know, we obviously made this presentation. Ms. Savage did a great job of presenting on behalf of FedEx Ground on what we we're talking about. The players really kind of bought into all of this and, and they really appreciated it. And being recognized, here it is. Yeah, you know, I, I think a team in season, you move on to the next week almost instantly. Probably if you play on a Saturday, you're, by Sunday, you're thinking the next week. This gives a team a little bit of time to catch their breath. I, I, I like that. They can really revel in, in their accomplishments. To beat a nationally ranked team like Richmond is just outstanding on the road. I think it was Morgan State's first season opening win in, in 11 years. And I think Richmond had won... A, 17 straight home opener. So this is just a landmark kind of win for, for a young program. And you mentioned they, they could be a dark horse in the MEAC, uh, Morgan State. Yeah, really. It was a fun fun time to be on campus with them. And and it, it, I learned quite a bit about this university, Craig. It's, it's really one of the gems out there in, in, in college football and really in just higher education. I had a chance to visit with uh, the director of athletics there. And so when we, we when I visited with her, you know, Dina Freeman Patton, she gave me some, some information about the university and, you know, talking to talking to those people. I also had a chance to talk to the, the president of the university, uh, Dr. David Wilson. And he was he was a, a guy who really is passionate about NCAA sports and collegiate athletics. He's been on several committees over the last several years. And it's been it's apparent to me that uh, Morgan State, 
is really on the rise. Uh, there's been a lot of opportunity to improve the campus there. I was told by one of the facility uh, folks that there's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars of improvements to Morgan State's campus and facilities, and it, it was underway. As we were shooting the, uh, the on-campus uh, spot there just outside the practice field, you could hear the you could hear the uh, the construction because they're re they were redoing the dorms right out right uh, near nearby the practice facility and there's a lot of that going on around campus and there's much much more to come. You know another thing that stood out there is just seeing a team practicing like the buildup of a week is tremendous. I mean we we see game day when the stands are full, but just the day to day grind. You know being out there the camaraderie of, of getting better as a team and, and just game day when that stadium is is filling up and you just have that you know feeling of anticipation as a player and a coach a program i i just think the week-to-week -week look you're, you're going to have here with with uh, fcs national awards on campus is just going to be fascinating to to, to watch it yeah, we're gonna take one more, yeah craig we'll take one more look at something here this is this program still has a lot of tradition okay and they've got a lot of pride and they've got a legacy of excellence I tell you that Roosevelt Brown, NFL Hall of Famer, played for the New York Football Giants. He's one of four. Lynn Ford for the Cleveland Browns. You guys, guys, you got to see this. There's four of these guys. You have Willie Lanier, Kansas City linebacker, one of the fiercest linebackers of all time, played in the National Football League. And then, then you have Leroy Kelly. I tell you, <laughs> there is a legacy of football at, at uh, Howard, excuse me, at, at Morgan State University that really speaks well to the to the program. And these guys are all, all aspire, aspiring to it. And it was a lot of fun for me to see, to experience. And I really appreciate the welcome there. Uh, thank you very much to you know the staff at uh, Morgan State University for welcoming me and, and our team to come in there, uh, especially Leonard Haynes, the athletic associate athletic director and director of communication, communications and Kevin Page as well, the associate athletic director and all the other sports information communication work that he does. It was a great group uh, for, for us to, to welcome us in there on behalf of FedEx Ground, uh, of us presenting this award to, to Morgan State University. I really enjoyed meeting the Bears. This is a, way, a great way to, to really just uh, start off the uh, on-campus awards at Morgan State. Now, I do have a question for you, Gary. I mean, we talked about this, the buildup, the pre-planning that goes into to where's Gary from week to week. But then suddenly we're in season and, and it's got to be a plan's got to be put into effect. I mean, tell us about the logistics. You mentioned flying from Dallas, Fort Worth to Baltimore, but just did it go smoothly for you? Actually, it went pretty well, Craig. You know, we we had a team. We had a video assistant who traveled with me to go to. And this is going to happen the entire season. And as we shot all the video and, and footage and have the interviews that we do with the folks uh, on, on campus, then we have to turn around that content and we have to get it to, I'll, I'll tell a little secrets here behind the scenes. We send it to the UK because we have offices, Stats Perform in the UK. And our, one of our producers is Graham Bell, who's there and able to edit some of the content that you just saw here on this podcast. We'll do that continually throughout the season. So right after we visited campus, we went to a hotel and uploaded content to a server that uh, then was able to be manipulated by Graham. And, there's going to be much more content on the YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see that as, as well. We'll have all the interviews with the players, with the, with the co head coaches, 
with uh, the, the athletic director and also the, uh, the, the school president on our YouTube channel is shorts. You're going to want to see these things because the content that we're pulling together is, is going to be about what, what, what we can learn and share about FCS football, the overall experience. And with our partners, FedEx Ground, it's, it's, it's really going to be a, a, fun, a fun time for us to be on campus each week. Yes. If, if you're a listener on a podcast platform, as we mentioned, you know, our YouTube channel, just search for FCS Deliver and you'll find all our content from week to week here on, on our podcast. So congratulations to Morgan State University, our, our first winner for FedEx Ground FCS National Team of the Week. Just thrilling to see everything that's transpired here. We're going to go to another break and we'll be back with more of FCS Deliver. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley along with Gary Reasons, and we're here to discuss week two of the college football season FCS versus FBS again, a huge slate. There has to be a win out there this week, right, Gary? Well, there's probably going to be a win out there. That's the guess. You know, there's 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 a few games that are out there and some that we'll talk about here. But, uh, Craig, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, there's going to be a win on the FCS side this week. All right. I, I look forward to, to, to quizzing you on that one. But even within the uh, FCS top 25 poll, there's plenty of teams in action. Uh, number five, Holy Cross, uh, is at Boston College. And we know a little bit of something about Holy Cross against the FBS, Gary. Yeah, Holy Cross, they've, they've done a pretty good job. They beat you know, UConn in 2021 and Buffalo in 2022. So, you know, you have those two victories there. So, hey, history can repeat itself. So, you know, good luck there. I give them a shot up at Chestnut Hill. Uh, number seven, Idaho in our poll. They're at Nevada. Now, the Vandals, since they've returned to the F FCS level in, in 2018, they're 0-8 against FBS opponents. But Nevada did lose uh, to UIW last year, so I, I definitely give them a chance. There's a certain quarterback, uh, Giovanni McCoy, that could get it done. We'll see with, with the Vandals. Uh, New Hampshire, uh, they're at uh, Central Michigan. New Hampshire's number 11 in our top 25 poll. What's a key here for New Hampshire pulling an upset? Well, you know, New Hampshire, you know, CMU, they're, they're, they're minus 18 already in turnover margin in 2022. They've got to turn that around. And so hopefully that's going to be the case. We'll see. Uh, New Hampshire is, is you know, if, if this is a, they're on, going on the road, they've got to play, play well together. That's always a key in any of these football games. And any time that you have adversity, you've got to overcome it. They can't have turnovers, can't have mistakes. And if they, if they go there, they'll have an opportunity to win that ball game. You know, Dylan Lobby was our uh, 
FCS uh, National Special Teams Player of the Week. But Max Brosner, their quarterback, five touchdown passes, all different receivers. They have those tremendous defensive ends. So their talent is there to really give Central Michigan uh, a run for their money. Also, uh, some other teams in the in the top 25 that are playing FBS opponents. Number 19, Delaware is at Penn State. Uh, Florida A&M, we talked a lot about them. They're now 23 in our poll. At USF, that's a distinct possibility. Uh, we mentioned Southern Illinois moving into the poll. Now they're number 24. They're at uh, Northern Illinois. And then Maine. I tell you, Gary, Maine played the closest FCS score last week, 14-12, um, against FIU. You're never going to believe what, what Maine's reward is for this. They're going to the Fargo Dome in week two, Gary, against North Dakota State. Uh, that's not a, not a good uh, place to play because uh, uh, the Bison are, are just splendid in, the, in that stadium. So I'll just leave it at that, Craig, and uh, enjoy the trip. <laughs> I definitely think week two is tougher than week one FBS opponent for, for Maine Black Bears. All right, so let's let's – go to some of our picks uh week two i mean we, we're picking uh we'll pick five games here and also an f, f potential fbs upset i think we might get it done this week uh let's start in the so, uh, southern conference it's the conference opener number eight sanford at western carolina western carolina just lost to arkansas to open the season but they're a little bit of a dark horse in the in the race can we see an upset in this one uh, I don't think so. I, th I think that Sanford is, is squarely going to be on top in this one. They've got a, they've got an exceptional quarterback in Michael Hires, and I think he's going to get the job done again. Yeah, Sanford's uh, really impressive. I mean, their offense is, is one of the best out there in the FCS. Their defense had to reload a little. We'll find out a little more against Western Carolina, which has an explosive offense. But that, that's just a great way to start the Southern Conference slate. I agree with you, Gary. I think uh, Sanford gets it done in this one. Uh, a game within the rankings. Uh, number 12, Weaver State is at number 21, Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa needs to get it done after a loss last week at Iowa State. What do you think of this matchup? Well, I think Weaver State's going to continue to can, can continue to roll. Uh, you know, they've done a great job. That's why they're up to number twelve in, in the rankings over the last couple of seasons. They've, they've they've improved year after year, and I think that that gives them a little bit of a uh, little bit of hope that they're going to be able to play and play well. So I've got uh, I've got Weaver State in this one. I like it, and I think I like it, Gary, because I'm going against you. That's always wow. fun when we have different. I think you and I uh, at home. They're they're eighteen and four in home openers under Coach Mark Farley, uh, who seems to get it done so many times. But you and I always seems to have their backs against the wall a little bit early in the season because they play such a tough non-conference schedule. They don't want to lose this one and be zero and two when when they already know their uh, Missouri Valley conference schedule is so tough. So I'm going to go you and I to get it done. Uh, just a, a ranked game with it within the uh, top twenty-five. Uh, speaking of top 25, uh, North Carolina Central, number 18, they're playing our arch rival, North Carolina A&T. Uh, it's a road game, but, uh, you know, they are rivals. Uh, I am going to go with North Carolina Central in this one. I think that that's going to be the team uh, go up, to go on and get this ball game. So NC Central. Okay. I'm going to agree with you. I mean, Davis Richard just, he's always finding the end zone, whether he's running the ball or he's passing the ball. Last, last year he had four total touchdowns against the Aggies. 
you know, the rivalry games are terrific. We have one early here. So I, I agree with you. I'll go with North Carolina Central. Elon at Gardner-Webb. Now, this is the first game of, of the season between two teams that made the playoffs last year. Uh, it beats South, uh, South Dakota State and, and, North Dakota, uh, and uh, Montana State by, by an hour or so kickoff-wise. Elon and Gardner-Webb, I think it's probably a matchup of, of the running games. I'm, uh, do you agree? Yeah, it is. You're going to have a couple of running backs in there with Jalen Happen for Elon and then Jaden Brown and Real Gaither for for them to, to be able to go with Gardner-Webb to run the football. So I think there's a, a gonna, you're going to see a lot of running here, but I'm just going to go alphabetical on this one, Craig. E comes before <laughs> G, so I'm, I'm going to pick Elon. <laughs> well, I'm going to go Gardner-Webb. Uh, they played – App State last week, pretty tough for, for two and a half to three quarters. You know, didn't get the get, get the FBS upset. But going back to last year, I, I just see something in Gardner-Webb, their, their momentum, especially on offense. And, and uh, Trey Lamb is a coach on the rise, uh, you know, for, for a, a bigger program than Gardner-Webb, even though they're a conference champion. That's a tough matchup. I, I agree. It's a toss-up. That's why we kind of pick these games that are that are close. But I'm going to go Gardner-Webb. And then, of course, we have our uh, FedEx Ground FCS Game of the Week. Number three, Montana State at uh, number one, South Dakota State. We've definitely seen this matchup in recent years. What do you think of it, Gary? Wow, this is going to be a, a fun, physical, tough ball game. Two very well-coached football teams, two teams that have a lot of players that we've talked a lot about uh, on both sides of the ball. It's at South Dakota State. So, and, you know, we, we I think that South Dakota State is going to play very well in this one at home. It's going to be a tough ball game. You know, they're not going to just show up and, and, and have to uh, and get, the, get the victory. They're going to have to play and play exceptionally well to beat Montana State. But, I think South Dakota State wins at home in a close ball game. And, and the home team ha has won the, these two recent matchups I mentioned. Um, they, they've met in the FCS semifinals both of the last two years. Two years ago, Montana State won out in Bozeman. Uh, here we are in Brookings with uh, South Dakota State winning last year, handily, in fact, on a very cold day there. I, the... the Offensive talent in this game is, is, is incredible. I think if there's a difference, maybe South Dakota State has a better, better receivers. You have the Yankee twins. Uh, Griffin Wild had a big first week and is probably ready for the next step, you know, getting the ball from Mark Granowski. The running game is tremendous for, for Montana State. Their line, their two-quarterback system, Tommy Mallott and, and Shane, Sean uh, Chambers we've talked about. I'm going to go with what you're saying, South Dakota State, because that's what I had going all along. But, boy, when you get to game week and you realize, hey, we've got to go out and beat a team like this, it's not easy. But let me ask you this, Gary. Three times now they're, they're going to be playing in about a, let's say, 19-month span. How do you avoid overthinking opponent that you really now know so well? Well, they do know them, but, you know, it's a little bit different personnel. You're always going to have little tweaks there. Uh, and so you, you, you can take a few things from the previous meetings, but really it's, it's about what, is, what does your team look like today and what does your opponent look like today? You've got to overcome that. So uh, you know, there's confidence level that comes into this. And obviously with South Dakota State, how well they have done at home uh, over time, I think that that just gives them the nod here against Montana State. This is going to be a tough, close ball game. It'll be the game of the week to watch in the FCS. 
And uh, but I do think that uh, South Dakota State uh, comes out this one. Yeah, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's an ESPN Plus game Saturday night, so that it is the one everybody's looking forward to this early in the season. You know, probably the best non-conference matchup of the year for sure in the FCS. So yes. Now, we talked about trying to get an FCS over FBS upset, and you you, you seem to indicate you have somebody in mind here. Well, who's getting it done, Gary? Well, you know, I, I don't know that I'm going out on, on a limb here, but I think that uh, I'm going to take the Fordham Rams over the Buffalo Bulls, okay? Rams and Bulls in this one, but you got a quarterback in C.J. Montes who's, who's done a pretty good job. He's got six TDs in the first couple of games here for Fordham, so I, I think he's going to continue to play well. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to go on the road and win this ball game. But I think that Fordham's going to get it done, Craig. Yeah, I mean, from the Patriot League, Holy Cross won at Buffalo last year. So I, I could see it. I mean, Fordham's, you know, very quality program. We'll, we'll see if it gets, gets it done. I, I'm kind of conflicted with two teams that I think have pulled off. Uh, New Hampshire, I think, could win at uh, Central Michigan. But I, I think I'm going to go with the Idaho Vandals winning at Nevada. I know pretty impressive last week to start the year and they, you know, they, they needed to win and, 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 you know, they beat up on an opponent, but they just look good with Giovanni McCoy, Hayden Hatton, you know, catching the ball. Their run game is stronger. I think Idaho would be my pick for an FCS over FBS uh, pod, uh, upset. Okay. So we're all looking forward to week two, Gary. Um, do you know where Gary's going to be this week? I'm going to be watching college football all weekend. And, and I, you know, you and I, we're going to figure this all out here. You know, we're going to make the decision to where we're going to go and pick uh, that national player or team of the week for, for me to attend. And that'll be done Sunday, maybe even as late as Monday, because there's so much going out there and so much information that we have to, have to go through. It, uh, it's not an easy task just to pick this. And then we may have a lot of coordination with the university. So, uh, won't know Craig until Sunday or Monday, but uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, it's a unique thing to go out uh, to a college campus uh, early in the week. I normally go on college campuses on a college football weekend, not early in the week. And this is this is really new. This is the first time we've ever done this and had a chance to go out and visit with these teams, uh, up and get up close and personal with them, and which which we did uh, with uh, with Morgan State this week, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I look forward to where I'm going to go, Craig, and and really. And I could go anywhere. <laughs> that is so true. Well, and we did say it would be a whirlwind, and, and it, it will be all season. So we're looking forward to that. You know, Stats Perform and FedEx Ground is, is making this happen from week to week with the on-campus visits. We, we thank them for getting it done with Gary Reasons. Well, this is the end of our podcast for this week. I mean, Seth Biley and Graham Bell, we can't thank them enough, our producers, for, for making this all happen. The video is terrific. I'm looking forward to it every week, seeing it, Gary. I'd ask you where you're going to be like I just did, but we know that you can't tell us until next week. So it's a little bit of a secret, and we're going to find out this weekend who gets it done. Gary, I hope you enjoy all the action this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend, Craig. Yes. And I hope everybody out there, FCS fans around the nation, enjoy all the FCS action. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of uh, FCS Delivered presented by FedEx Ground. We'll see you next week.